hey, America, check out 16W with Norman. All the self-deprecation and stupidity you can handle available wherever you download and listen. Rate, share, and review. I'm Chris Cody. Hey, guys, what's going on? It is Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Busy day today. A lot of running around. Clearly, you can see we've got our dual camera action. Norman is at attention. He may fall asleep shortly at any moment. So just keep an eye on him. For We should have an over-under clock to see how long it takes for him to drop out. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about some stuff that's been going on. So, uh, so uh, if you heard uh, the episode the other day I did with my dad, uh, he literally almost burnt the house down uh, when I went to the airport for a couple of hours. So, so we have to definitely keep a closer eye on him. So it's kept us on our toes, but he seems to be doing okay today. Um, back to his usual routine. It's not really a big routine, but it's, uh, he's uh, out and about bouncing around the house. Um, Lucy is still in heat. She's still wearing diapers. So that's, that's ultra exciting and ultra fun. Um, you know, Norman's Norman's so good. Like he's falling asleep, sitting up and, uh, and, uh, me is just kind of doing her thing. She's she just hangs out. She don't she don't give a crap about anybody or anything. Um, so we had a little excitement with the fire. Uh, we did a great podcast yesterday with my dad. I mean, he his long term memory is lights out. His short term memory is you know I don't know. I, I, it's it's rough, but uh, it was definitely fun with him yesterday. So I wanted to talk first about you know everybody's been binge watching stuff. You know since the pandemic started, Florida it's not been as bad as northern states because we've been pretty much back to normal since like may or june of last year and he's down and um but you know there's still uh a lot of people doing binge watching and watching all this different stuff so some of the stuff i've watched okay i watched the usual suspects you know blue bloods chicago pd svu i mean that stuff's on now get a new episode watched uh wandavision okay if you're a marvel fan i i think i talked about this about a month ago WandaVision was so weird the first two weeks, like just trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And then like weeks three, four, and five, you were like, all right, I can start to see these things puzzling into place. And then the last three episodes, honestly, if you can get through the first two episodes, the, the rest, it's great. It's, it's one, in my opinion, it's one of the best things on there because it's ultimately taking all these movies, these 20 movies that happened already, taking this TV show, and basically bridging it to a whole new set of Marvel slash X-Men movies. So it's kind of nerding out on that, but it, it's really cool. I mean, the way they did it, it's it's well thought out. And, and when you kind of when it comes together in the next, last couple of episodes, you're like, oh, man, I, I, you know, it makes a lot of sense that you'd be like, should have seen it coming. But, you know, not really. But uh, watch that it was really good. Another show that I watched, uh, my brother would never shut up about this show and I just couldn't get into it at the time. But uh, it was probably stuff I was going through in my life at the time. But uh, The Wire on HBO, it's only five seasons. Um, each season is distinctly different and distinctly good and still tied in together. I'm only on the middle of season four, so I'm almost done with it. But every season is different. They're all tied in together with certain players, like a handful of players. It's so well written, and I'm sorry it took me 15 years to watch it or 14 years to watch it. It's super, super good. Um so many great actors in that. A lot of the guys from that actually ended up being on Chicago PD later on, but 
uh, you know, won't nerd into my IMDB TV watching habits. So like I go down a rabbit hole if I'm watching something. Uh, I don't know if other people do this. I do it. I'm a lame, but uh, go and start IMDBing the heck out of, uh, you know, this movie and these actors and, oh, that woman was in this and this guy was in that. Uh, so I end up doing doing a lot of that and probably missing integral parts of the plot. But but uh, but that's, again, how I'm digesting media. I'm trying to keep up with the, the youngsters out there and digesting media. Um, uh, so I watched that. But then the other thing I'm watching, and I posted this on social media the other day, is like watching this. It's a, I think it's only four parts. We're only on part two of this Woody Allen and Mia Farrow documentary. So it's really cool. A side note to this. Listening to the Dan Lebitard podcast yesterday, who's definitely one of the things that influences me on this show. So, like, just to give you a couple of people I rip off doing this show, um, you know, I bring my dad on. Lebitard would have his dad on in studio with him as his like alter ego. Uh, I have Norman on with me. That Mina Kimes does a show with her dog. So, like, there's people that I think are smart people that do f- creative stuff, and I just rip it off. Or if I do a pizza review, I'm ripping off Barstool. So, uh, just putting, you know, my uh, not so unique stamp on it but my point being is that i'm i'm watching this this hbo show uh about about woody Fa- uh woody allen and mia farrow and their relationship looking back on it is um is it's it's odd in a sense that he starts out never wanting to be a part of her life. And oh, and the reason I bring up Dan Levitard, he's talking about this stuff this week. I was talking about it a week and a half ago, but whatever. It's, I, you know, so he's creative in some ways with his father. I'm more creative in being on topic, but uh, he's older than me. So, um, but this, it, it shows such a twisted look into a human being's psyche and you're halfway through it. And I think the, the craziest part about part two, and I'm not going to spoil uh, big parts of it, but like there's a Princeton. Princeton University archive of like the Woody, Woody Allen files or tapes or whatever it is. And it's, it's all sorts of his process of writing a script and doing a thing. Right. So he, they're showing him like you could see it being typed out, crossed out, rewritten, uh, doing this, this script work or character development. And in every character he's developing as he's talking it out, it's, she was a 17-year-old, long-haired charlatan. Uh, no, she was 18. Uh, uh, no, she had red hair. No, she was a teacher. No, she was a librarian. Like, all these, these like, fra- not, I don't want to say fragile. That would be insulting. But, like, these women that aren't developed other than to be in love with an older man in all these movies. And then they start chrono- chronological bringing chronological order, uh, his, the way his movies came out and the, the subject matter of them. And there's one, I, listen, I've said a, a bunch of times, I always hated Woody Allen. Like he creeped me out. I didn't get his comedy. I didn't get his smarmy writing. I, maybe I'm not smart enough, um, to, to understand the thinkings of a pedophile. Um, but I, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, but the reality is I never liked his stuff. And then they're showing clips of these movies and like it's Annie Hall. He's older. She's younger. It's Manhattan. He's older. She's way younger. Um, and almost every every script plots out and it's the same kind of dynamic, like sh- short variations of that. And then it just shows in this doc that um, 
he just gaslit the hell out of Mia Farrow. Uh, you know, he just, he basically did screwed up shit and then blamed her and made her feel like she was the one doing the screwed up stuff for asking about the screwed up stuff that he was doing. Straight gaslighting her, you know, and, and in the second part, which I, I really only knew her from Rosemary's Baby and I knew she was in a couple of other his movies, but from from uh, her part, she she never did it for me either. I mean, she was, she just, she just never, I mean, she was good enough for Frank Sinatra. You, she should be, you know, good enough for me, but she just wasn't, her. she didn't appeal to me, right? So, um, and I didn't get her acting and I don't like horror movies. So there's a whole bunch of stuff to that. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say with all of this is I knew both of them, him as being way more famous, her is not as famous. She was an actress in a bunch of his movies. Uh, but the thing with it is, as this was going on in real time, and this is a little bit of, of um, shame that I have from watching this, because I'm thinking to myself, like, how did I, how did I, I was an adult. I mean, this is, this isn't that, this is 20 years ago, maybe. Uh, you're talking, yeah, yeah, maybe 22, 23 years ago. I mean, I was probably in my 20s. I was probably slightly less dumb than I am at 40 something. Um, but the reality is like, I don't know why it didn't seem like a bigger deal to me at the time. And listen, culture is way different now than it was then. Uh, but some of this stuff was so creepy and eerie. And that's just the behaviors and the mannerisms and some of his writing. You got to watch it to see the truly uh, gruesome side of this guy's sickness. The things he does with his... I guess she's his adopted stepdaughter, which is now his wife, uh, you know, um, what he does with her, how he kind of slow rolls into her and um, builds this relationship. And then all of a sudden he's kind of like sweeping her off her feet, but she's a kid. Um, there's that, you know, a kid like high schoolish. And then there's even, even, I mean, it's all pretty gross, but to me, and it's going to sound wrong again, maybe, I don't know. Um, the stuff you do to a four-year-old, just a tender age child like that type stuff. I, it, it's so disturbing. It, it makes me feel um, like watching it. I feel like the hairs on the back of my neck standing up and just being cringed out at like, how could a, how does the human mind get so, so warped to the point where they would think that's okay? How, how, how does that happen? And it's the human condition. Everybody suffers from it differently. Uh, but the reality is watching it, I just feel, I felt dirty, but it's like, I want to see what this dark, disgusting human being is going to do next and how these people are managing to recover from it, to be able to talk about it on a, a four part, two hour, a pop documentary. Um, so if you don't have it, I mean, I, I don't have a sponsor. HBO Max doesn't sponsor the show, uh, but you can, it's on HBO Max. And if I was going to make a suggestion, if there was ever a time you were going to maybe sign up for HBO Max and have it for a month just to see like a free month, which I think they do, you're going to get um, uh, Alan and Farrow, that documentary. You're going to get the Tiger Woods documentary, which was Lights Out, which is a different kind of human condition in Tiger, Tiger's dad, which ultimately translated to Tiger. Um, that's on HBO Max and then coming out. And, and no, I know it's going to suck. I know it's going to not be as good as I anticipate because I'm just, I'm ex too excited for it. But there's uh, 
this Justice League, Zack Snyder's the director. If if you don't know the story, the paraphrasing of the story is he was in the middle of making this Justice League movie. I think his child got sick or he had a family issue. He had to step off the movie. It got finished by another director. It got bagged at the box office and it wasn't a great movie. Uh, two thrown together, mashed storylines. I've talked about this before. Um, and now what he's doing on HBO Max is instead of rebooting the movie or doing anything like that he's basically extending it out and instead of it being like three hours i think it's four or five hours and he's doing it in a couple of parts and it's just justice league Zack snyder's cut that's coming out in a couple of days so that's uh, uh you know one of their big selling points on hbo max but they ha they have some decent stuff on there so from there i've gotten the wire i've gotten uh tiger and i've gotten woody allen and uh and this justice league so there's been some good stuff on there my free month i think is about to turn out and I'm not I don't think it's a lot every month I mean I have a couple of subscription services uh just to do away with cable having three subscription services is cheaper than cable here so uh so that works out for me um WandaVision I would definitely check that out some of the stuff I couldn't get through um my wife is watching Schlitz Creek or Schitt's Creek whatever it is uh can't seem to get into it I, I mean I like Eugene Levy his son seems funny it just I I can't get into that um she's watched a bunch of different reruns of stuff that i i don't even get into like i i can't i uh like desperate housewives i've never watched i think i've seen maybe three episodes of that and it was by accident like i woke up and it was on um but uh but that's disney hbo max and and a lot of hulu uh, and hulu has all the like the newer stuff and live tv and uh, but that that's kind of the my pandemic playlist and there's other i mean listen it's been a year right like it's it's kind of screwed up to think about. It's been a year since like severe lockdown, shutdown type stuff happened around the country and it's slowly let up. Um, you know, a year of uh, the Queen's Gambit was great. There's, I mean, television, television, when you're trapped in the house, like couldn't have a better, <laughs> a better captive audience of people that are just crushing TV, like taking on content all over the place. I actually, that's honestly how the podcast thing started was I felt like I burned through everything I could possibly watch, every documentary on the earth, on the presidents, on World War II, on uh, JFK, on Ronald Reagan, on the Monica Lewinsky uh, situation, on George W. Bush and weapons of mass destruction. Like, I've gone through every president. I've got the Iran uh, hostage situation. I won't leave Jimmy Carter out. I've gone through every one of these documentaries. I've watched all these shows. So now I'm like, well, let me start listening to podcasts. And there, and and I was like, well, listen, uh, I'm as full of as much shit as most of the people that are doing these podcasts, so I should be able to get away with it for at least a, a little small blurbs for stuff. And um, and we, uh, so I, I was through all of it and started doing the podcast thing. There's some good, there are really good podcasts out there on various subject matter, depending on what you you want to get lost in. Um, and then what else do we have going on this week besides doctor's appointments and. CVS visits. Uh, oh, I went to Publix yesterday. Publix yesterday. I posted this on social media too. There's New York company makes Texas toast and they have a big, like, I guess it's a Texas. It doesn't look like a Texas. So I'd have to look at the picture again, but big thing, New York, and then Texas toast. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's, you know, uh, and, and I don't eat a lot of that stuff. Um, I mean, I like it. I'll eat a whole pizza if you leave me unleashed, but uh, that Texas toast stuff that I have to make, I'm so lazy. I don't want to do that. 
And then uh, the other thing I was thinking about as I was getting my jumbo eggs is I'm going through and I, and I don't know if it's a, if everybody does this or I'm just mental, but I always open the thing up and see, are all my 12 eggs intact? And I start going through and looking, and I have two, two dead soldiers that need to go. I pick up the, the next jumbo egg case and do a, do the dip on my two broken eggs and drop two good eggs in there. And it got me thinking about if, if I'm the last person to show up that the last dozen jumbo eggs is sitting on that shelf in that Publix, are all 12 eggs broken? Is it, has it gotten so far downhill that every person just keeps replacing eggs? Is it a full dozen that are broken? Is it um, mo- like the last three dozen all have some sort of broken egg in them? Uh, and like, how pissed are you? Like you get there and you're like, I need, I need to get these jumbo eggs. And, uh, they're all broken up and then you have to go down to the large eggs and it's a whole big, it's a whole big thing. But that type of stuff, that's what I wander around Publix thinking as I still get dirty looks from people that think I should be doing the arrows on, on the aisles the same way, even though there haven't been arrows in Publix in Florida in a long time. Um, so that's basically uh, some of the stuff I've had going on this week. Uh, recap, almost burnt the house down. Uh, Norman slept through the whole podcast as usual. Uh, some good TV stuff that's going on. Some observations from Publix. And um, not going to talk anything about uh, some of the investments that I have going on. Because uh, I think everybody's doing that. Since the whole, since the whole uh, GameStop thing blew up, people are you know, have become investment experts. Uh, so I'm not going to get into any of that and, uh, won't talk about any political stuff. I'm not going to do that. I will talk a little bit about Corey Lake, uh, on a different podcast for my POA thing, but not a lot of people want to hear that. And it's, uh, it's different, uh, audiences and stuff. So, uh, if you guys are, are having a, a crummy day and, uh, and it's cold where you live or you're checking this out, it, it's, it's actually, like one of the nicer days here. It's pretty, I mean, it's still a little pollen in the air and green stuff floating around, but, uh, but it's beautiful out. It's a nice breeze. It's maybe upper seventies, low eighties and, and not a lot of humidity. So, uh, but it's the calm before the storm in Florida in two months, it's going to be humid and sticky and gross. And, and that's why God created air conditioning. So listen, guys, have a great day and I will catch up with you later. Thank you.